Hey y'all, this is Sam. This is Steven. And this is Crimology. This is episode 26. And this week, this episode is brought brought to us by like it's sponsored. Um my mom's friend and coworker Jamie, when they were at a church camp, Jamie went up to my mom and said, Hey, um, well, first off, it's a crazy my mom brags about my podcast probably more than I do. So she was talking to Jamie about the podcast and Jamie was like, what's the name of it? And so she pulls it up on her phone and she's like, oh my gosh, I listened to that. So like just a crazy like coincidence kind of thing. Um, and so Jamie was like, has she, does she know about this case? She needs to do it. And so Jamie, here's your episode. And this is the case that we're covering. This case is, um, it's about a church kid who is, said to be the mastermind behind the murdering of her family so I always talk about you know at the beginning of each episode I talk about how I came across this case and Jamie is the one to thank for this week's episode so like always before we jump in uh thank you guys for listening thank you guys for supporting us we are like we've said in previous episodes we're getting ready to take a little bit of a break and come back with season two so with that being said we're coming with a lot of different changes and you heard kind of one of the changes with kind of the music at the end of last week's episode we're trying we're testing out little things like that so if you like the changes we're making if you hear some of the changes we're making in episodes please let us know if you're like yo that does not work out to let us know um but yeah we're super excited a lot of things in the work a lot of ideas coming we're super excited yeah and that was i just happened to that pre pre and post ad music i was just messing around with the garage band i was like that sounds kind of cool so i right. kind of just threw it in there just to see so this week might even have something different too who knows <laughs> so we're just testing it so let us know um what you think so yeah let's just go ahead and get started so this week we are talking about Aaron Taffy. This ha- uh, this story happened in March first, two thousand and eight. Um, this story starts with sixteen-year-old Aaron who meets eighteen-year-old Charlie Wilkinson while she was working as at Sonic as a waitress. They started a relationship, and this relationship moves pretty quickly. Soon afterwards, Charlie gives Aaron a promise ring. And was open about he wanted to marry her. So now Aaron's father, Terry, did not like the relationship. He said right off the bat something just didn't sit with him about Charlie and he just didn't like it. So before Aaron and Charlie started dating, she was really involved in her church. The whole family was. So Penny, who is Aaron's mom, she played piano for the church while Aaron used to sing. And Aaron's brother, Tyler, who was eight, and Matthew, her 13, played instruments also. So basically, like, this whole family makes up the worship team. Um, in different articles, they call Aaron the pastor's kid. Um, so that's what Jamie tells me. Jamie's like, has she, does she, does she know the episode about the pastor's kid who kills her, <laughs> who kills her parents? Um, but it's not made clear if Aaron's dad, Terry, is a pastor or not. So, um, just throwing that out there. He, he might be, but you never know. But it does sound like the whole family does make up the worship team. So maybe it's kind of one of those, he doesn't have the title, but is the title. And we're both ministry kids, so we know how that is. Anyways, continuing on. So, when Aaron and Charlie start dating, her parents notice 
changes in Erin. She starts slipping in school. Her attitude just starts coming out of nowhere. And so her parents, again, with Terry kind of having this not really big fan of Charlie, they do a deep dive on Charlie and they find his MySpace page. R.I.P. MySpace. Um, all of his page is mentioned of drinking, a bunch of sexual references. So obviously you bring this page to a potential pastor and he's like, yeah, this ain't it. So I'm, I'm going to sidebar here for a second. Did you ever have a MySpace page? Oh, I had a MySpace page. Wow. Man, Did you? No. 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 The the first thing I had was like Facebook. And of course, you know, I was always asking my parents, I was like, can I get a MySpace? And they were like, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. And then when Facebook kind of, you know, finally rolled out to, to be, I can't even remember when it was, 2000. It was probably around this time, 2008 or so. And literally it was my mom and dad got one. My sister got one. She's two years younger than me. And then I was the last one mm-hmm. of my family to get a social media uh, facebook we'll have to write this down as a topic to talk about later yeah this is gonna but myspace wow top five you picked your own anyways we'll write it down and go back to it i knew all about it it was just (laughs) no i couldn't have one so myspace page got got him in trouble um so aaron after all of this is found out about charlie and you know her attitude she starts messing up in school kind of the thing that breaks her parents is when aaron breaks a curfew and this is when her parents insist that she break up with charlie so she ends up breaking up with charlie like after a church service um on on a wednesday so around this time aaron starts making comments in front of her friends about killing her parents saying it was the only way she could be with Charlie. So this is when the plan is made to kill Aaron's family. So as far as we know, we don't really know who the mastermind behind the idea is. Um, We're not sure because everyone's story is different. As far as we know, we don't know. I know. I should have (laughs) taken that (laughs) back. (laughs) But so the plan was that Charlie and his friend, Charles Ward, were going to commit the murder and that Charlie had promised Charles three, uh, sorry, $2,000 to help him. That's a lot of money for someone being 18. Honestly. So. Sonic must've been, Oh wait, no, she was working at Sonic. So like, okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah. Right. So Charles to this day tells people that he told Aaron that they could just run off. Like, that him, her and Charlie could just run off, that none of this had to happen. You know, Charlie's saying the same thing. We don't have to do all of this. Like, not not all of this is necessary. We can just run away and it everything will be fine. But Aaron was, Charlie says to this day that Aaron was like, no, this is the only way. So on the day of the murders, Charlie, Charles, and Charles's girlfriend, Bobby, pull up to Aaron's home where Aaron gets into the car. The girls stay in the car while the boys go into the house. Before going into the house, Charlie again tells Aaron that they can run off, you know, that this is the last opportunity you have. We can just get in the car. We can turn around. All four of us leave together. She's like, no, it has to be done. So then Charlie says, okay, well, we also have to kill your brothers because they can't leave any witnesses. And Aaron replies, I don't care. Do whatever you need to do. This is coming from Charlie, that that's what Aaron replies. 
So, if her boys first go into the parents' house or parents' room, where they shoot Terry first, the father, and then they move to Penny. So, while in this same room, they shoot Penny. They don't just leave. <laughs> they take out a samurai-style sword and leave Penny almost decapitated. But for some reason, leave Terry, who they think is dead. So this is, I mean, first off, they're murdering them. So, like, that's the part of the story I don't understand. But this is also a part that, like, why are you going so hard on Penny, but you leave Terry just there? Um, but Terry's alive. Like, he's not dead. And he's just laying there. Like, he's comprehended what's going on. Um, and he's figured out, like, this is what I need to do to stay alive. Um so they end up leaving Terry in the room. And then this is when they head upstairs to uh, Aaron's brother's rooms. Where they shoot both of the boys and stab both of the boys. Terry said that while he was laying in bed, he could hear the boys screaming and then the gunshots. And that's when he knew they were dead. Sometime around or some point around this time is when he loses consciousness. So he's not here anymore. So, I mean, alive, but just unconscious. That made it sound like he was gone. Sorry. So, the boys then go through the house looking for anything valuable. So, this is also, you talked about the $2,000. Maybe yeah. in this moment is when they're also, like, Charlie's like, I don't have $2,000. So, let's try to go through the house. Surprise! You know, I let's go through the, the house money. and see if there's anything we need. Um, but they go through the house trying to look for valuables and then they cover everything in lighter fluid and just set the, set the house on fire. So now somehow Terry regains consciousness and crawls out of his window before the fire can get to his room and heads to his neighbor's house where it takes him an hour to get to his neighbor's house. So when Terry gets there and the neighbor calls police, they ask him, where is Terry bleeding from? And there's an article that I will post on Facebook that has this 911 call kind of attached to it. And the neighbor replies, where isn't he bleeding from? Yes, so yes. that just gives you um, yeah. the visual that you didn't know you needed about this case. So Terry was rushed to surgery. And when he was stable enough, told police that Charlie was one of the people involved. So police tracked Charlie down where they also found Aaron in his trailer where he lived. When they found Aaron, she tells police that she was drugged and kidnapped by the boys. Now, of course, if you were ever in that situation, that's probably the the alibi that I would give. Right. Oh, yeah, I was drugged. and Right. You're like, oh, crap, this didn't work out the way I thought it was. Right. Plan B. Plan yeah. B. Yeah. So this kidnapping it it kidnapping story didn't last long because Charlie, Charles, and Bobby, they all have the same story, right? And then you've got Aaron sure who's like, no, they're all lying. So all three of them are like, no, this is all Aaron's idea. Like Aaron was the one behind it all. Um, but Aaron's like, no, I was not involved in any of it. So when the kidnapping story comes out, Police get the clothes of Aaron that she was wearing on this night to see if you could smell smoke from her clothes because she tells police, I was kidnapped. They had already killed my family, started the fire, and then they drugged me. So they're like, perfect. Give us the clothes you're wearing. They don't, they don't have any smell of smoke on them. 
So this is also kind of the thing that they're like, yeah, not true. Yeah, that starts to start to get you in the right. fairly incriminating department right there. Right. What also doesn't help her is during the trial, another ex-boyfriend of Aaron's, Michael, comes forward to testify. He said that Aaron told him that she was going to hire someone to kill her parents when they dated because every time she gets a boyfriend she really likes, her parents try to break them up. So, not only is your lie falling apart, your ex comes out of nowhere and says, actually, she said the same thing to me, so your story's not really working out for you so much anymore. Wouldn't that just be just the ultimate, just worst thing ever? You're like, crap. <laughs> like, your ex comes to testify against you, like, like dang it. Not great. <laughs> right. So, in the end, Aaron, Charlie, Charles, and Bobby were all charged with three counts of capital murder. Charlie and Charles were getting life sentences without possibility of parole. Aaron was also given a life sentence, but will be available for parole after 40 years. Prosecutors were looking for the death penalty for both of the boys for a really long time. And Terry was right there with them. He Terry even says that he like bought a gun with the intention of killing the boys one day during a court hearing. But in the end, Terry stopped and requested that they not have the death penalty and put that on his faith and the forgiveness that he was taught based on his faith. Um, And he refused to let the boys uh, have the death penalty. Yeah, and that's kind of the one thing of like, you don't necessarily, I mean, you don't hear about it as much. Like in these real, you know, in, in true crime stuff. But like when it comes to like the movies and tv shows and stuff they're always like i'm going to get retribution and they end up right. killing, and then they go to jail right so that never really works out good so good, good for, thing he didn't good for terry right. for you know not going with what right playing with so to this day terry still believes that his daughter had no involvement in anything with this crime now wow right I saw the realization hit your head when I said that. You were like, wait, what? Yeah, you said that, and it took me about five seconds to process that. And then... Piers Morgan started a TV show called Killer Women with Piers Morgan. And in this, he interviews women who commit murders like this. And it just so happens that the first episode he's ever done was with Aaron. So I went back and watched it. So Piers Morgan call us. We'll do a redo of this show. Hello, call us. Just call <laughs> us. <laughs> um, so during this episode, Piers, he interviews a state prosecutor who tells him that none of these kids involved were the type of kids you would think that could do something like this. And that was basically what she said throughout this interview with Morgan um, in this small little snippet of it. She was just like, what she was like, what's crazy about this is that like, these aren't the kids you would think. She was like, sometimes in these cases, you see this kid and you're like, it sucks to say this, but you could see it happening with this kid because of their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She's like, none of these kids had bad lifestyles. <laughs> so people who were in this um, episode from Charlie's life said that they witnessed Aaron telling Charlie that her mom hit her and they noticed how she would get Charlie so mad 
And this is what they believe Aaron did to pull the strings with Charlie to get what she wanted. So in Charlie's life, like everyone who loves Charlie, 100% believes that Aaron was the mastermind Mm -hmm. because they saw it firsthand that this is a whole nother road that Aaron went with Charlie saying that we've got to kill my parents because they hit me. Um, So this is a whole nother route that she's going down. Wow. And then Aaron's therapist has a voiceover in the episode, and he says he's never met someone who is as evil as Aaron is, and he wishes he never will. So, this... Well, that was the skin crawl moment of this episode. (laughs) Right, right. So, we'll have that episode also um, linked on our Facebook, um, so you guys can go watch it. But, I mean she's she's super pretty like she's super sweet during the whole interview she's super sweet definitely just not somebody you would look at and be like you murdered your whole family i mean obviously (laughs) she didn't do it herself but like you orchestrated it basically um and so maybe that's what the therapist is saying like yo you're wild because you didn't do it but you convinced these two guys to do it and you're literally the sweetest person on the planet so um thanks jamie for this episode because it was super fun to i hate to say an episode is super fun to look into but it's interesting it wouldn't i mean why would i have a podcast if i didn't think it was fun you know what i mean because you're a little out there sam (laughs) right just i gotta keep you grounded but it was a fun episode to look and then to be able to be like whoa there's this episode that pierce morgan does like now i get to watch the episode like it was just super cool we talked about myspace i know this episode had everything (laughs) full full circle full circle well that's what you get with episode 26 (laughs) so now we're gonna take a break we're gonna talk about our sponsor for this episode and then we'll come back with our florida man in it Florida Man Minute. This is where we Google a random date along with the words Florida Man and just giggle about the article that we find. Okay, Sam. So two questions this week, actually. Whoa. Whoa. MySpace sparked something in me. (laughs) Um, Who was your top five on MySpace? (laughs) Who would they be right now or who were they? Yes, both. (laughs) If you can even remember back then. Oh, I could tell you that my best friend Valdemar was always number one. Okay. Um, probably number two was a friend of mine, Jessica at the time, probably number three was a girl named Taylor, who was my friend. Um, those other two (laughs) would have to be number five was definitely like who I was crushing on at the time, you know? (laughs) Um, so number four is a mystery. If you remember that you're my number four on MySpace, I'm so sorry. Um, let's say no (laughs) right now. My top five would be you. Wait, no, hold on. Go in order. Okay. F- five to one. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Tree colors are coming out. That's right. Um, see if I can kick you off the podcast next week. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Who, I don't know. Wow. 
no. That means I'm number six. No, you and your wife would be up there. Okay. Well, probably your wife and then you is the wow. order. Okay. Um, I this guy I'm talking to would be up there. Um, probably my mom. Your mom would be number like one or two. <laughs> probably. So that's my top, and we'll throw my sister in there because that's all who I talk to right now. So there's my top five, I guess. Because that's your only five friends you have. Isn't that interesting. That's funny. Okay, so my my real question for this week. This actually will now tie into the Florida Band Minute. Okay. What is your? And I know you're quote lactose intolerant. Okay. And I always have to do that to you. Um, what's your favorite kind of pizza? Just a plain sausage. You have a specific pizza joint that you prefer over others? I don't like thin pizza. I like bread. Um, and I guess I would say Domino's just because I live close to a Domino's, so I always get that all the time. So Domino's hit us up. Uh, you can sponsor next week's episode. <laughs> we will take it. We will take it. We'll even take one free pizza out of the deal. Um, so our uh, Florida man this week is from January 4th of 2019. Uh, comes out of Holiday, Florida. Headline goes like this. Florida man arrested for throwing pizza at father after finding out his dad helped birth him. Whoa. Soak, soak all that in for a second. That's... Okay, right? Okay. Okay. A Florida man was arrested on Thursday after he threw a pizza at his father because he was mad that his dad helped birth him, deputies said. Uh, when deputies arrived at the home in Holiday, Robert Houston, 33, put his hands behind his back saying he knew deputies were going to take him to jail. Uh, when the deputy asked why he thought he was he would be taken to jail, he told them that he threw uh, pizza at his dad's face because he was mad that his dad helped give birth to him. Um, according to Houston's father, uh, Houston was on the front porch when he, uh, when he got home waiting for the pizza. Uh, when the father went into the home, Houston came inside and shoved the pizza in the father's face while holding him down in a chair and yelling. The deputies located a and and I always love when news articles have something like this in there. They're like, "Oh yes, this is the incriminating evidence." It says the deputy located a pizza slice on the chair and chunks of pizza and sauce all over the area. <laughs> love when news articles. They're like, are like, "This that. is a crime scene." Yep. Uh, Houston was arrested and charged with domestic battery. So, short one, just weird to me. So, there's got it, like, you almost, you didn't just throw the pizza at the guy. You almost killed the guy with the pizza if you're getting charged. You, you essentially, <laughs> and as people in the Northeast would call it, a pie. He pied his dad. Yeah. Golly. Pizza pied his dad. Wow. But, yeah, that's... a. Real brief, Florida man, because I know I went over my time with MySpace questions, so. But. Let us know your top five. Tag them. Right. But yeah, thank you again so much. This is episode 26. Um, like we said in previous episodes, we're going to make each season um, 30 episodes. So that way we can have more time to adjust, make changes. Um, and things like that, do different segments, different uh, different things like that. Um, so we will be finishing up, uh, I think, that first week in August. 
Um, and then just taking a little bit of a break um, and then coming back with more episodes. So if you've got some ideas, let us know. If you've got ideas for different segments that you want, let us know. Um, if you like the changes we're making, if you don't like the changes we're making, just let us know. Give us all kinds of feedback because feedback helps. As always, if you want to be on the show, please let us know. Yeah, let us know. Because we are definitely uh, we're set up for it, and so we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. So, perfect. Like always, this is episode 26. Thank you guys so much for watching. This is Sam. Uh, we're listening, and this is Steven. <laughs> Sorry. And this is Crimology. Yeah. <laughs>